0: good afternoon all and welcome back to another episode of make up your own mind now we're going to change the title we're going to call it gray matters why well i'll tell you about that in a couple minutes and uh let's talk about kids and let's talk about technology this week is it too much is it too little or is it just enough let's talk about it So welcome back to Make Up Your Own Mind, but now we're going to call it Gray Matters. Why, you ask? Make Up Your Own Mind is a mouthful. I really wasn't too crazy about it. It was just kind of a spur of the second title. Uh, My wife and I actually worked on it a little bit and we came up with Gray Matters because it's almost a discussion every week of a topic that basically isn't really visited in the middle much. It's a very left or right argument. There is no middle ground until you really kind of look into it and do a little bit of research on it. So, Grey Matters basically just wants you guys to do your own research, look into things a little bit more deeply than just the surface, and figure out how to do things really on your own. You don't have to follow what everyone tells you to do or how to think about something, so research the grey. There is no black or white to everything. Most times there is a large, large section of gray, and it's fine for you to visit that area and to think about it, not just to accept what's given to you basically every day of your life. So this week, I wanted to introduce a little bit of a different topic. Um, I wanted to obviously start off by touching on, you know, where we're at right now in the world. Um, Masks are virtually almost non-existent, not needed anymore. I mean, it's weird because now it's we're kind of been almost indoctrinated I guess to have them on at all times when you were out in really any public setting and now 16 months 15 months 16 months after the fact we're now unmasked and it was like foreign for like the first day maybe day and a half but man it is so nice to know that you don't have to wear it. And you know what? Honestly, it doesn't bother me as much that people still choose to wear theirs. I think it should have been a choice from the beginning. If you don't feel comfortable going out in public with a mask on with or without a mask, you know, then you should be able to do that. There shouldn't be any reason why you should ever feel like you're forced to do something, especially being when you're virtually low risk for it and, you know, you're not really challenging anything really. For the most part, from what I've seen, people are actually more choosing to wear their masks. I think I've seen more people with masks than people without. Which, again, is fine. As long as it's really your choice to make that decision, then by all means. If if that's how you want to do it, and that's how you want to be, and it makes you feel safe, by all means. (laughs) Maybe you could hug yourself on the way into the store, too, and just remind yourself, I love you. But now, on to more pressing matters that are affecting today's world and how people sort of function in it. So, from where I'm standing right now, I'm 28 years old, um, I was really one of the last few generations that grew up alongside of technology as opposed to with it dominantly in my life, um. I was more of an outdoor kid. I know from my figure that's hard to tell that I was always usually outdoors and running around and everything. But technology doesn't really, didn't really play that big of a part into my everyday being as it does to some of the kids nowadays. And I think it almost has ruined the experience for them as kids anymore. The thing becomes is that a lot of these people nowadays that have... Kids, whether they're like you know younger or even newborn, or they're almost integrated into that technology, and it's kind of almost weird to almost experience when you're in public. I mean, I think everyone's seen you know the kid in the cart, you know, of a shopping cart or out in public that has their parents' phone and they're watching like Paw Patrol or something like that on their phone. I I just I think it's damaging to how a child develops to just. Constantly pawn them off on technology or something along that vein that, you know, kind of makes them almost develop into these like social less beings now. Granted, I'm more, I would say I'm more of an introverted person myself that, you know, keeps more to myself, keeps on the quiet side, you know, really, I'm not as much of a social being in a place that I'm not comfortable in. I definitely have shut off. I have decently bad social anxiety when I'm in an uncomfortable or an unfamiliar situation. But my thing is, is that the kids nowadays are having even less of an opportunity because they basically, they're almost like animals in a way, like they aren't socialized, like a dog or like a cat would be. Because if you think about it now, these parents nowadays are almost like afraid to parent uh, is that is that a good way is that a good way to put it like their parents are afraid to parent it's if they can't control that child or what the child's doing at that point or they they put on the phone you know while they're in the store or if they have a tablet you know they'll put a, like a show on for them like paw patrol or youtube junior or something like that and it's just I feel like it's almost too early for them to start becoming that dependent on social media or any technology, really. The thing is, when you're that young and you're already being exposed to that kind of technology or, like, mindless indulgence, I just feel like you don't really develop a healthy relationship with it, and in a world like today where it's so media-driven and... How else? I mean, everything you do now kind of involves some kind of technology or some kind of computer base or something like that. It's kind of hard as a person to really distance yourself and develop as your own person if your whole life has been centered around some use of technology. You kind of almost forget what it's like to be human and you just want to build this persona of yourself that people can only see through the internet nobody knows how to really physically socialize with anyone or interact or do you guys all seem to think that you know you're rappers now or you're like some kind of superstar because you know you created a funny five second video on the internet i mean you know because me doing this podcast you know has absolutely nothing to do with me garnering any kind of attention for myself but that's not the point here it's not what we're here to discuss. I think that the problem becomes is that it's so easily available that we're kind of more and more developing and falling into this rabbit hole of this instant gratification that, I mean, has been going on and on and it just worsens. I mean, in my lifetime, something like your attention span, like, I think the attention span of the average child went from, like, a minute maybe when I was a kid to, like, we're down to seconds like, if you can't grab someone's attention in like something like 10 seconds or something like that, they're probably not going to pay attention or listen to what the message of whatever it is. That's insane if you think about it. You can't even make it 60 seconds paying attention to something because of how the media has been developed and how basically children are being raised to digest all of these messages and stuff. And it's just... It's crazy to me to think that in when I was growing up, like, there really wasn't all of this. I mean, computers were still almost in an infancy, I would say. They weren't, like, you know, basic DOS systems, you know, that you literally had to build your own programs and build your own code for. But they, I mean, you know, the, the internet that we're used to nowadays, this high-speed... Images and messages and videos and things that are almost virtually instantaneous, depending on where your internet is and what kind of computer you have, of course, was nothing like when I was a kid. When we were growing up, I mean, I sound like a senior citizen already. When I was growing up, you know, back before walkers were a thing. Um, Cut that. Um, before when we When I was growing up and people of my age were growing up, We had dial-up internet. Dial-up was awful. You were sitting on a computer trying to connect to the internet through the phone lines of your house. And if anyone picked up a phone, did any kind of disconnection, virtually really anything aside from, like, you know... I don't even know how to really describe it now because it's been so long since I've actually had dial-up myself. But... Your computer was essentially connected through the phone lines of your house, and it made this horrendous noise that sounds like the dubstep music that we have now, of your computer connecting onto this worldwide web entity that was back then, that was like, you know, crazy to even think of back then, and you know, if anyone were to pick up a line or anything, the whole thing disconnected, dropped, it it was... Slow as all hell. I mean, you know, you if you were trying to do anything quick and instantaneous, you, you could forget that back then. You had a better shot with a uh, moving ball typewriter trying to uh, process information back then. But, you know, the thing is now with all the, the developments and everything, I mean, you know, it went from that to DSL, which was quicker. And, you know, it definitely opened up another avenue because now you could be on the phone and doing whatever you got to do on the computer and information became more and more readily available and then came the rise of things like social networks after that I mean I'm going to really throw some of these people back here and my wife I'm sure will be able to attest to this do you guys remember your T-Mobile sidekicks that was literally the basest invention of social networking you had those chat rooms and everything and you had the, the what was it I don't even know what it's called Something like that Because I have a sidekick However you couldn't use it unless You paid for internet through your ce- Cellular provider But wasn't that phone virtually useless If there was no internet? I Pretty feel like much. I was going to say Because if you didn't have some kind of plan Or something like that I feel like See I have the sidekick ID Which did I didn't have an internet plan Because I had shitty T-Mobile Right. And the thing was Is that the only thing That I could really do on it was text Text and phone call. Anything else, I had to pay for I feel like that virtually defeated the purpose of that phone. Pretty much. Well, regardless of the schematics of the whole thing, I mean, the thing was, so that's kind of, I feel like, where it all started, almost like. You got a sidekick. You had that, like she just said, it was called side chat or something like that, where you basically sat up set up your own chat rooms. Then, that was before we even get into AIM and chat rooms and stuff like that where we're virtually like, you know, it was like the party, not the party lines of the 80s and stuff like that where, you know, your parents or, you know, your older siblings might be able to tell you about that where they had phone lines that were just dedicated to their one room, but they could talk to all different kinds of, it was all different people and everything, right? Like it was like a party chat or something like that. It was actually I'm looking I'm looking it up now because I can't remember what it was. So far, they're saying that it was AIM that was on it. And I don't quite remember that. I thought it was its own service, like uh, BlackBerry had uh, BBM. Yes, and then of course, then uh, obviously after the Sidekick and stuff like that, you know, there was services obviously that came up with the rise of DSL and stuff like that, where. You could be connected to the internet all the time and, you know, you'd get alerts and stuff like that. Services like AIM, Yahoo Messenger. I think everyone remembers Yahoo Messenger. Um, What else is there? MSN Messenger. These ones obviously weren't as popular. I feel like it was really AIM that kind of started, like, that world into building, like, your own online persona, like, as a kid and stuff like that. And then there were obviously, you know, a little more down the line, you know... The technology obviously developed, you know, they had chat rooms online where you could talk to random people from all over the world. They had other services, like, I'm gonna really throw some of y'all back here, Omegle, which is where you could literally talk to strangers online. Omegle, chat roulette, stick em. Chat roulette, stick him, yeah, exactly. I used to use stick all the time. The thing is, is that by all of this suddenly becoming available and there really being no distraction or dissonance from it kids started developing their own online personas really kind of abandoning what they could be in real life and built this online image of themselves which they could probably never be or didn't think they were or something like that and you got a lot of the issues that we have today socially i mean you know people don't know how to interact anymore it's just very much a power struggle of just who knows better, and you know, and the biggest issue I think this is kind of created now. I mean, you know, further down the line, which obviously comes after you know MySpace, where you could build your own online room, almost like in a way. Obviously, Facebook, your Instagram, you know, all of those, Snapchat. Uh, the list goes on and on. I mean, I could sit here just going through the apps on my phone and really tell you how much of them I actually do use on a regular basis. What happens is is that because the information is now so readily available to everyone and it can be seen at any time accessed from anywhere there's a lot of false misinformation that goes on and these people seem to find these sources and create these sources and jump all over everything to just be the first one to kind of break some kind of news to everyone else which if it has any validity to it and it's actually something worth reporting then i say you know okay you know but keep it as objective as you possibly can there is no there's it's so lost nowadays to actually be objective anymore it's got to be about the you know the who done it and who sucks and it's somebody else's fault and you know Whatever happened to just objectively looking at something to see what the benefits and what the drawbacks of it are? Everyone just seems, everything becomes so far gone and politicized nowadays that it's, there really is, it makes you wonder, like, you have to literally read everything that you see nowadays with a grain of salt. Is this true? Is this, like, you know, what it really is? That's why I always pitch on these shows that people should start doing their own research exactly because of what's happening through my discussion on today's episode. You've all become so accustomed to this world of instant gratification where everything, you know, is kind of given to you in a way, and you know, well, if I Google it and I find it on Google, you know, the famous adage always goes, if it's on the internet, it must be true. No. <laughs> even in a, in a joking and or even a serious sense, not everything you see on the internet is true. Go do your research. Go to more high-end sources. Just because it's on a paper that costs $5 and it tells you you should think this way doesn't necessarily mean that it's true or could really have any positive benefit to you. You have to really take things for face value Dive a little bit deeper. Find out, you know, what other people have to say about it, you know. Does it work for them? Is it someone like you that, you know, if doing, by doing something like that would put you in a certain situation? The If you just blindly follow everything that you see on the internet, not only will you be a sad, depraving human being, that's where a lot of, I feel like, all these new mental health issues are kind of arising from, and really kind of taking hold in the world nowadays. People read everything, and, you know, even the news and the newspaper, and, you know, I'm gonna even go as far to say basically all forms of media. I mean, you know, it's all mostly digital now. I mean, if you're kind of weird nowadays if you do anything but research anything online. I mean, your paper is online, your news feeds are online. I mean, the thing is, I feel like because of all the negativity that's being discussed, there's never really... Any positive spin, I feel like, on everything, it's just strife. There's all... it's strife. There's no give and take. It's just, well, because people say it's this way, you should believe it's this way. That might be true for some things, but I could tell you something now, it is not 100% true in every single case of every instance of everything going on in the world. And it's okay to form your own opinion. There should never, ever, ever be any reason why you should solely give in to the pressure of other people telling you to believe, to think, or to develop develop your opinions in the way that they have theirs, unless you've done your own homework on it, you've looked into it, and you understand why they think that this thing should be this way. And it goes for anything. I mean, you know, there's plenty of stuff going on in today's world, you know. After, you know, just last year alone, I mean, you know, there's... Just so much now that just, it makes you wonder, and I mean, you don't have to agree with everything I say on here, or you may not even agree with anything I have to say. You might agree with everything I say. What I really want people to do and people to develop in their own head is that there is no cookie-cutter method to everything in life. Sorry, there isn't. There's no manual on how to be an adult. There's no manual on how to raise kids, really. It's different per cause, per every person, per every condition, per every... What you have to do is go on, redo your own research. Screw what everything else says nowadays. If your friends all tell you something, look into it. It doesn't take more than a few minutes to do some open research. Find out what you think makes sense. Is it cost-effective for you? Is it taxing on your mental health? Is it taxing in general? Is it time that you don't have? Will it fit into your work schedule? Just things that you should always be thinking of when you go in and you want to try to make a change in your life, when you want to find out more about something. Just, you have to have your mind open to thinking about what works more for you in your unique situation, because every single person on this world has a unique situation, We may have similar mindsets, and we might think certain things are a certain way, and you know, that's also fine, but you're not going to have the same problems that your family has, your neighbors have, your community has, the people you work with. People that I work with, trust me, we all know, it's okay to agree to disagree. It's fine. The thing is, though, you have to learn how to work together and kind of come together in community. Because all the infighting really is just creating a difficult place for everyone to live. And it's really not solving any of the problems that are currently being created because of it. I'm not saying that everyone has to sit down at the end of the day and sing kumbaya at their kitchen table. But at least do it in a way that works for you, your family, and your immediate people that you take care of in your unique situation. That's really what I think my aim is here by opening these discussions about these unique topics every week. So maybe, you know, if your kids are those kids that sit on their tablets and watch hours and hours of Paw Patrol, maybe they're on YouTube Junior, watching, I don't even know what to even compare it to because I'm so old and out of touch now, I really don't even know what's popular in that realm anymore. The thing is, interaction always can help. If you want to really do something with your kids, you know, just giving them the iPad with the videos or just setting up hours of some kind of on-demand show, maybe that's not the best thing. Maybe you sit with them. Maybe you talk to them for a little bit. Maybe you sit down and you read them a book, just like when we were kids. I mean, it just... Small little things like that, I think, impact especially a young developing mind more than just hours of mindless programs that virtually create the same scenarios and really solve nothing more than just eating up someone's time. It just makes them kind of go off in a way where they think that really nobody gives a crap about them, I guess. I'm not saying that, you know, you don't give a crap about your kids, but just think about how that makes them feel by you virtually alienating them because you're too busy or, you know, you, you whatever. A little bit in healthy doses never hurts anyone, But you can't just make it a lifestyle for them, is virtually what I'm trying to get at here. You can't pawn them off on something and then wonder why when they turn 14, 15, 16, 17, they want no part of you and they really don't want to talk to you. Because if you basically gave them up to something else and you were always too busy to deal with them and too busy to talk to them and too busy to even share a minute of your time. I mean, I get it. People get busy. They have jobs. They have things. They have responsibilities. But... You should never bring another living being into the world with no intention of ever making an impact on their life. You're literally their parents. Guess who they're going to model everything they do in life after? Probably their parents. Unless you leave them to this world of cartoon animals and whatever the hell goes on on YouTube for kids now. I have no idea. I grew up along with technology. I kind of had that safe space of dissonance from technology, I could go out, I could hang out with people, you know, I didn't have to, my lifestyle wasn't wake up in the morning, watch Paw Patrol, and then, you know, my mom goes to work, watch more Paw Patrol, and like, you know, whatever they watch, I, again, I, so far removed, because I'm old now, so, and yeah, and then they create all these crazy terminologies that I will never understand, and try, I try to every day, and it just doesn't get any better, anyway, I'm, I'm tailing off here, Essentially, this week's episode, be nice to your kids, talk to them, enrich them, engage with them, do something that will create a positive impact on them growing up, because you only have so many chances to constantly make positive reinforcement happen in their life. The more and more you let the reins go early on, the more and more they're going to probably resent you for it later on just you you did the time, you bought the life into the world, you decided that, you know, this is what you wanted to do by you basically forcing them off into other people's laps or to other things laps, you're doing them a huge disservice to say the very least. Well, anyway, this is going to be the conclusion of my first episode of Gray Matters where we research all the gray areas of every discussion. I really appreciate everyone that's been listening and whoever's taking the time out to listen to this episode today. And I hope that you will keep your ears open and keep your eyes out for another episode, which will be coming out probably by next week. Thank you again for listening all and have a wonderful week and be nice to each other.